0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the June 24th edition of the WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Folsen, attorney with the Floyd Scarin Law Firm. Thanks for joining us today. So let's get started with our crime report. Operation Backlash is a large-scale undercover joint federal and state investigation into multi-million dollar fraud and illegal kickbacks in the California workers' compensation system. Operation Backlash is the largest health care insurance fraud scheme in the history of San Diego County. It resulted in both federal and state charges. And now another defendant, 63-year-old Gonzalo Parides, has been sentenced. He will serve five years in state prison after a jury trial in November resulted in convictions on 51 felony counts. Parides was the office manager for Advanced Radiology, owned by radiologist Ronald Groost, M.D. Groost was previously convicted on 39 felony counts for paying illegal kickbacks for patient referrals. Groost was sentenced to 10 years in federal prison. Groost and Parides paid kickbacks to a high-volume San Diego-based chiropractor and the chiropractor's marketers in exchange for a referral of patients to advanced radiology. Advanced radiology provided MRIs and other medical procedures to unwitting patients, allowing advanced radiology to bill large amounts to workers' compensation insurance companies. Advanced paid more than $225,000 in kickbacks and build insurance companies over $5 million. Burdys helped negotiate kickback agreements, handled day-to-day interactions with co-conspirators, processed and reconciled covert invoices for illegal payments, and prepared kickback payment checks. Two other defendants involved in the scheme were also convicted. 41-year-old Alexander Martinez was sentenced to three years in state prison and 62-year-old Ruben Martinez was sentenced to two years, eight months, in state prison. Both men also received sentences of 33 months as part of a separate federal prosecution. Arrests made for $120 fake insurance scheme Georgia insurance agents busted a $120 million Ponzi scheme which preyed on California farm workers. Three people were arrested during the bust. Agents surprised 47-year-old Wesley Bernard Owens of Suwanee and 34-year-old Bo Eric Wilson of Gainesville in a pre-dawn raid at their upscale homes. The elaborate scheme involved six states from California to South Carolina. Owens is the CEO of three Gwinnett County businesses, including Bison Data Systems. A search warrant was issued in 2017 at all three businesses in conjunction with the California Department of Insurance after state officials worked on the case for two long years. Officials said the men were responsible for creating fake certificates of insurance, declaring that large groups of agricultural workers were insured. And as claims came in, Owens would pay the benefits himself. But sooner or later, he got more claims than he could pay, and the whole Ponzi scheme collapsed. Everything they did not or could not pay fell back on the Georgia and California taxpayers, and that was about $60 million. The total loss has been estimated to be $120 million in total. In all, the four suspects face 88 counts of insurance fraud, identity fraud, felony theft, RICO, and many other charges. And a psychiatrist who practiced at a Santa Ana clinic has been sentenced to 57 months in federal prison. 57-year-old Dr. Robert Tinoco Perez of Westminster pleaded guilty to one felony count of conspiracy to distribute controlled substances. He was accused of issuing prescriptions for dangerous and addictive narcotics, such as the opioid oxycodone, to a drug dealer in exchange for cash- knowing that the drugs would be sold on the street. Perez was a 1994 graduate of the University of California, Irvine, College of Medicine. On May 1, 2019, the medical board accepted the surrender of his license, and he is no longer licensed to practice medicine in California. At the time, disciplinary charges were pending against Perez, for alleged sexual exploitation and sexual misconduct with a patient, among other charges. In the criminal case, Perez wrote prescriptions for patients he had never met or examined. Perez also created fictitious medical records for drug customers to provide justification for their prescriptions. He allegedly prescribed drugs, included opioid pain medications, Amphetamine salts sold separately under the brand name Adderall and Alprazolam sold primarily under the brand name Xanax. This case is part of Operation Hippocritical Oath, a series of investigations led by the DEA. Jamie Cerna, formerly of Fillmore, pled guilty to a felony insurance code violation for making a fraudulent statement for the purpose of obtaining workers' compensation benefits. Cerna was employed by Agromen in Santa Paula as a truck driver. He injured his right shoulder in 2010 and was placed off work on temporary total disability when he had shoulder surgery. In 2012, his employer received a tip that he was working on cars and engaging in physical activities that contradicted his claimed physical limitations. The Workers' Compensation Insurance Administrator had a private investigator conduct surveillance of Mr. Cerna. The surveillance video showed him working on cars at his residence. He was seen removing a radiator from the engine compartment, removing and replacing batteries and the wheels and tires of a vehicle. He also picked up a 36-pound floor jack with his right arm and carried it into his garage. When Cerna gave his deposition, he lied under oath about his injuries. He stated he could not do anything at home and said the heaviest thing he could carry was a one-gallon jug of milk. He denied working on cars and said he was not even able to change the spark plugs on his own vehicle. Cerna will be sentenced on July 16 and faces a maximum of five years in jail. And Garrett Moore of Simi Valley was sentenced after pleading guilty to another felony, making a fraudulent statement of a material fact for the purpose of obtaining workers' comp benefits. Moore was placed on summary probation for a period of 36 months and was ordered to serve 90 days in the Ventura County Jail. The offense was reduced to a misdemeanor by the court because Moore had previously made restitution in full to victim insurance company York Risk Services in the amount of $24,000. Moore was employed as a custodian for the Simi Valley Unified School District and injured his right shoulder. He was placed off work on temporary total disability and began receiving medical treatment. York risk services learned that Moore owned a carpet-cleaning business, but Moore told them he had no active role in the business and all the physical labor was performed by either his father or his son. York retained private investigators who obtained surveillance video of Moore using both arms to carry hoses, pushing a large pressure washer up and down ramps, and moving large pieces of furniture and appliances. When he was interviewed by investigators, Moore denied doing any kind of strenuous physical activity. And in regulatory news, the Trump administration wants to make it easier for patients and employers to comparison shop for health care. So far, the measures implemented have mostly been baby steps, but... This is about to change as President Trump released an executive order on healthcare price transparency. This executive order would mandate disclosure of prices throughout the healthcare industry and be enforceable by federal agencies. It would provide patients and employers pricing data that reflect the negotiated rates between insurers, hospitals, and physicians. The Trump administration has been gradually chipping away to uncover the murky world of healthcare pricing. For example, last year Trump signed two bills into law the Know the Lowest Price Act and the Patients' Right to Know Drug Prices Act. These bills removed pharmacy gag clauses imposed by pharmacy benefit managers. These clauses prevented pharmacists from proactively telling consumers if their prescriptions would cost less if they paid for it out-of-pocket rather than using their insurance plan. And this month, the Department of Health and Human Services announced that direct-to-consumer advertisements of prescription drugs on television will soon be required to include price information. The Trump administration is also focused on disseminating information regarding the quality of physician practices that serve Medicare beneficiaries. To this end, CMS established a website called Physician Compare. However, nearly 80% of physicians are not included in the website database. Reporting is voluntary, and so there's selection bias when it comes to the performance data that does appear. Moreover, the website does not include a comparison of fees for physician services. Beginning January 1st this year, the federal government is requiring every hospital in the U.S. to post list prices of services and technologies online. Such Lists are known in the industry as charge masters that comprise of prices of thousands of services and products for which a hospital may bill. But... CMS acknowledges it is not yet enforcing the hospital pricing rule. Furthermore, implementation of the rules has sparked a debate about whether the price lists are creating more confusion than clarity among patients. Services and products are identified in acronyms, abbreviations, billing codes, and medical terminology that most consumers cannot be expected to understand. The California State Legislature is considering a proposal that takes aim at Uber, Lyft, and others using independent contractors by adopting the ABC Employment Test. But some say this could render the entertainment industry's tax-lucrative loan-out companies useless. Hollywood studio executives may be in for a shock when it comes to their budgets. The bill winding through California's legislature that takes aim at gig-fueled companies like Uber and Postmates may upend long-standing showbiz practices by reclassifying scores of independent contractors as employees and could render tax-lucrative loan-out companies to be useless. The bill, AB5, which the State Assembly passed on May 29 is designed to protect workers from being misclassified as independent contractors and therefore denied such employee protections as minimum wage, overtime pay, and workers' compensation. It seeks to codify and expand the California Supreme Court's 2018 Dynamex decision and would presume every worker is an employee with a few exceptions for people like barbers and real estate agents unless a company can show that the worker meets three criteria under the so-called ABC test. The requirement that makes Hollywood nervous is that the independent contractor must perform duties outside the usual course of the company's business. Talent lawyers say that test will necessarily lock talent out of being an independent contractor if it passes in its current form. The economic impact could be somewhat devastating to both talent and the studios. It is unclear how much this bill would cost the entertainment business in total, but the state of California estimates it loses out on $7 billion in payroll tax revenue each year because of alleged misclassification across all industries. The language of the bill is not final so some of the potential negative impacts could be avoided through amendments. The deadline to pass legislation before sending it to Governor Gavin Newsom's desk is September 13. Cal OSHA has cited an Anaheim solar panel installation company nearly $200,000 for multiple serious workplace safety hazards following an investigation of a worker who was seriously injured after they fell from the roof of an Oakland home. Callow determined that Nexus Energy Systems, Incorporated did not provide required fall protection for their workers. At the time, three installers were working to install solar panels at the Oakland residence when one of the workers lost his footing and fell 15 feet onto the concrete driveway. He suffered a broken wrist and jaw. None of the workers were wearing fall protection at the time. Kalosha said that falls from roofs are often deadly, and that is why employers must protect their employees from fall hazards and provide effective training. Kalosha cited Nexus Energy Systems for five violations. Kalosha also cited the employer for two additional violations stemming from an incident that investigators learned had taken place the previous September. That was when a worker suffered electrical burns while connecting solar panels to an energized breaker box. All employers in California are required to have an effective written injury prevention program. And in medical news, IBM... Merck and Walmart have been chosen for a U.S. Food and Drug Administration pilot program that will explore using blockchain technology to improve the security of prescription drug supply and distribution. The company said they would work with consultancy KPMG to create a shared blockchain network that will allow real-time monitoring of products in the pharmaceutical supply chain. The project has been authorized under the U.S. Drug Supply Chain Security Act. The act was passed by Congress in 2013. It outlines steps to build an electronic interoperable system to identify and trace certain prescription drugs as they are distributed in the United States. The act was passed to improve FDA's ability to help protect consumers from exposure to drugs that may be counterfeit, stolen, contaminated, or otherwise harmful. The system will also improve detection and removal of potentially dangerous drugs from the drug supply chain to protect consumers. Additionally, the Act directs the FDA to establish national licensure standards for wholesale distributors and third-party logistics providers and requires these entities to report licensure and other information to the FDA annually. The FDA has previously used this law to issue a warning letter to drug distributor McKesson Corporation for violations involving opioid medications. The new project is aimed at reducing the time needed to track and trace prescription drugs. Blockchain technology originally conceived a decade ago as the basis for the cryptocurrency Bitcoin will help stakeholders establish a permanent record and can be integrated with existing systems used to trace products while they are distributed. The project is scheduled to be completed in the fourth quarter of 2019, and results will be published in a report, according to the companies. And in other news, a possible sale of workers' compensation specialist applied underwriters looks to be a step closer to reality. The California Department of Insurance is reviewing an application for the sale of the California-based Berkshire Hathaway subsidiary. A California Department of Insurance spokesperson said that once the application is determined complete, portions of the file will be made public and available to be shared. Similar applications have been submitted to insurance departments in other states where it's required. The effort to sell Applied appears to have started earlier this year due to a channel conflict. The Berkshire Hathaway chairman Warren Buffett reported that Applied is a smaller firm that has to compete against two larger insurance companies Berkshire owns that also sell workers' comp coverage. Applied provides workers' comp and services to small and medium-sized enterprises. But Apply ran afoul of the California Department of Insurance two years ago over what it claimed was bait and switch marketing tactics. Berkshire Hathaway acquired Applied in May of 2006 and currently owns roughly 81% of the company. Applied Underwriters is headquartered in Foster City, California, and has an operators, operations center in Omaha, Nebraska. And that is all of our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and our special reports using your iPhone, your iPad, or your Android device by searching for the WorkComp Academy with your podcast software. And we also publish a daily flash briefing on the Amazon Alexa Echo platform search for Workers’ Compensation News on Amazon. Again, I'm Renee Fols with Floyd Scarin Minuki and Langevin. Thanks for joining us today. Please drop by again next week for more news.